the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. Don't touch that dial. I know this is a car dealer on the Preacher's Channel. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. I put the Bible in your purchases. I teach you how to buy a car properly, correctly, ordered, and biblically. Because the worst investment we can make on earth is transportation. And everybody's working to get every dollar they can off of you. But I love Proverbs 1.5. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. We go to school for everything in the world. Well, we don't go to school for, school for buying and selling cars. And we need the education because cars eat money, waste money, lose money. There's insurance, breakage, upkeep, maintenance, washing and waxing and Trying to keep up with the Joneses. You ever bought a car with your emotions? Car dealers were trained to say you on your emotions. And the know-it-alls we love. You're so right. You're so correct. We pump up your pride, your big head, and we say, sign right here. We know that you you know when there's a good deal. We know that you know what you're doing. It's not your first rodeo. Man, you're so smart. Are we having fun yet? I'm going to tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly, all the dirty tricks, what's going on in the car business, how dealers, it takes a million and a half a month to open up the doors. They got to make the money on somebody. Guess I wonder who that is. I guess the person walking in the door. And I put on Facebook this morning and text a few people. And Jesus said, and the poor will be with you always. Why? I thought about that. That jumped out the other morning. I was reading the Bible about 5.30 Thursday morning. And that jumped out. I had another message for you, and that's going to be next week. That's Matthew 25, 34 to 40, if you'd like to pull your Bibles out and read that for next week. I'm going to pertain that to the car business. But I'm going to pertain what is going on. Why did Jesus say that? Why did he? What was he knowing that we didn't know? What was he seeing in the future? Besides, people can be poor, but are you going to be poor all your life? Were you poor for a little time? I've had two major train wrecks. I've been busted twice. I love the Alabama song, You Can't Keep a Good Man Down. Maybe they need to write a new one, You Can't Keep a Good Woman Down. Were you down long? We're talking about poor forever. Poor most of your lifetime. Poor because you make bad decisions. Hey, the worst investment we can make is transportation. It eats money. costs you money. I tell a story about a friend of mine whose dad was passing away. I told him, son, if you never get married and you never get transportation or a car, you'll never have to work. Well, we need to complete ourselves. We need a companion. I love my wife. She's completed me. She's such a helpmate. I love her. 
But let me tell you something. I'm glad I'm in the car business because I make money on my rides, and I buy I buy certain vehicles. I'm driving an 04 Grand Marquis right now, low miles and hell damage. Great transportation, gets 22 miles to the gallon, gets me where I'm going. I'm going to put 20,000, 30,000 miles on it and sell it to somebody else. It's so cheap that they're going to have a bargain. But what have you thought about? Have you bought with your emotions? Do you buy something? That's what will keep you poor, your emotions, your jealousy, your pride. Keeping up with the Joneses, i got to have it. You've lost that love and feeling. You ever felt like that? You had to have that new truck, that brand-new car that you just flat couldn't live without. You loved it so much, you just thought you were going to have it forever, and then six months later, you're not washing it. I talk about a, my account manager at another uh, radio station, and I'll talk about him. Say, hey, let's open up the lines if you don't talk about anything. I pay for this. This is Back Pocket National. But I want to thank North Park Toyota. Hey, 80% of the dealers will rip you off. 20% won't. I know the ones that won't. And North Park Toyota, I buy lots of vehicles off. I do a lot of business with them. And I take my customers who want a Toyota from hassle-free auto buying. I send them to North Park Toyota because they'll treat you right and they'll tell you the truth. Thank you, Merle. And we're going to talk about a career change maybe a little bit later on that, but the phone number here, just in case you don't talk to me, 210 340 210-340-9585. Give us a call. Be glad to talk to you about any and everything. And if you don't want to call here, you can call my office, 830-625-7159. I get a lot of calls Monday and Tuesday. It may take me a day to two to call back. If you hadn't heard about me from Wednesday afternoon, Give me a call again. That's 210. I'm sorry, my phone number at my office is 830-625-7159. But have you lost that love and feeling? Man, you're not washing it. My account manager bought a brand-new Camaro, got four kids. Now, where are you going to put four kids in an SS Camaro? you got to take the trunk off and mount seats in the back, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, when he got that brand-new car, First off, he had to put new wheels and tires on it. He didn't like the factories. Personally, I like the factories better. And he parked it way back out in the parking lot. And he wouldn't put it close to anybody. Me and the guy that cuts commercials, I love him, Vic Brown. So we thought about backing our car up where we could get out one side and then jam him, get on both sides of him where he couldn't get out. And he was scared we put a door ding on it. We thought it was so funny. But then I walked in about six months later. And it's parked in the regular parking lot. So I walked into the station and in the office, and I was singing, You've lost that love and feeling, and everybody busted out laughing because they knew I was talking to the account manager because now he don't care. He parks it, and it was a little dirty, come to think about it. I mean, have you bought one you won't even clean the floor mats or the ashtray out or wash it? You've lost that love and feeling. You don't want to take care of it anymore. You don't care if anybody puts a door ding on it. I mean, if emotions buys a car, you need back pocket national pay for it. Sometimes your emotions bigger than your your bank account. You ever been in that situation? Well, when Jesus was talking about the poor is going to be all, will we always? Was he talking about spiritually? financially, mentally, physically. Well, let me tell you something. A vehicle can put you in a poorhouse, 
Have you ever spent more than you wanted to on one? Has a, has a car dealer ever told you, you know, this one will last you forever. You won't have to buy another car for a long time. And as soon as it gets out of warranty, you got to go to spending money on it. And then you want to buy extended warranty. You think these extended warranty people get rich on extended warranties that, that don't pay them? Oh, man, you'll spend four, five thousand, six thousand on this vehicle, and your extended warranty is only 3500 you think they're going to get rich off of doing it that way? The odds are you're not going to own the car long enough. The odds are you can wreck the car and the extended warranty goes out the window. The odds are it'll go as soon as the warranty runs out, you'll go to spend the money. I mean, so are they making all that kind of money off of it? They love selling extended warranties. I, I told one time when I was a pure heathen, and I said, yeah, I need to start a warranty company up and sell a bunch of warranties and file bankruptcy and walk off with the cash. Uh, quite a few of those have done that. Of course, you need to buy a, fi- a factory warranty from Ford and GM. I guess GM went bankrupt one time. So anyway, uh, bail out, bail out. So what are you doing? I mean, what keeps you poor? Bad decisions? Hey, what about keeping up with the Joneses? What about jealousy? Somebody's got a new car and I don't. Oh, man, that employee, I make more than he does. You work with that person that's got a brand-new car and you don't? You don't know what they're sacrificing. You don't know what they're doing. You didn't count their kids. They don't have any kids. Or what's the situation? Maybe their mother and father helps them. Who knows? Who's making the best decision? Who can make the best decision for you? You got the Holy Spirit helping you? Are you on your own? I can make all these decisions. You know what? Sometimes I think I can God's given me a special ability of buying and selling cars. But let me tell you something. I get in some train wrecks when I do it on my own. This show, I'm telling you, everybody in the world told me I was crazy. I had radio stations that didn't want nothing to do with me because, number one, they didn't want to lose the advertisement of the other car dealers. And they, all my family, all my friends, all my employees, everybody told me, you're nuts. But when God's hand's in it, it's successful. And this radio show is successful because I'm going to tell you the truth, the good, the bad, and the ugly, where that hurts me, hurts you, or hurts whatever. Because we're not examining our purchases enough. We're not examining that we're keeping up pride, greed, and keeping up with the Joneses. We're not looking deep inside what's causing that. Man, I we went to Cornerstone last night, and Max Locato was there, and gosh, he had a great message. But his message was that punk inside of you. Hey, I got that punk a little bit every once in a while. My driving's improved. He had a little issue on his driving. My driving's improved because I I figured out most people don't know how to drive. Hey, you know, I've been driving 50-something years. Some of these kids haven't been driving long enough, and they still think they're in a video game. And the, the guy uh, turned in front of him, and he got a little upset, and the punk come out of him. But is that punk... Pride, greed, and keeping up with the Joneses? Is that punk still inside of you? Is that punk growing? Is that punk? That punk can be in there, and that's that little old man that's in there. It might be a demon. I don't know. might be something in there. It might be pride. might be selfishness. might be greed that's down inside of you and saying, Hey, man, we deserve, we got rights. Uh, if you're getting offended all the time, and that little punk keeps popping up in you, 
Maybe you're the problem. Maybe you got you. Maybe you need inner healing. I've talked a little bit about inner healing. Hey, this show on KSLR. I'm so blessed to be here. I mean, to put a car dealer amongst these preachers. I'm telling you something. It's got to be God because it can't be me. Because man, when I was a good heathen. But let me tell you something. Jesus Christ changed my life from a taker to a giver. Are you a taker? You got to have your way. You got to have your opinion. Is your opinion your God? Is your opinion that you've got to have everything your way? You got to own everything. You deserve it. Will that keep you in the poorhouse? Oh, I'm telling you, decisions buying stuff that you don't need, decisions that are bad investments. Hey, do you ever bought a car and realize that? Just like my buddy bought a $78,000 new truck. Asked me what it's going to be worth in three years with 100,000 miles. He liked to choke when I told him thirty grand. He's going to lose 48000 on something he can't live without. And he thinks it's the greatest thing on earth. Wow. What are you going to do? What are you going to be? He's going to, and they're going to put him in a poorhouse. He stroked the check. Two kinds of cars afford and can't afford. And them can't afford will cause you misery, heartache, relationships, money. And the Ford ones, them ones you can afford, they, they're a pleasure. I love driving something that's paid for. I love driving that starts. I love driving something. I'm not keeping up with the Hey, when I was a heather, the Joneses tried to keep up with me. I had to have the biggest and the baddest and the greatest. And, oh, man, I just couldn't live without it. But it didn't bring me no joy. None, zero at all. Not at all. Hey, you know what? You remember Christmas, don't you? Do you feel like that car was Christmas time? You think Santa Claus giving you that that new gift? Oh man, we get so excited. The word happiness invokes visions of unwrapping gifts at Christmas time. Christmas morning, remember strolling hand in hand with the one you love, being surprised on your birthday on Christmas, responding to unbridled laughter to the comedian or to the vacation or receiving that gift. Oh, man, everybody wants to be happy to make you chasing that e exclusive idea of a long life pursuit of being happy and just got all the joy. But spending money, collecting things, searching for new experiences. But if happiness depends on our circumstances, what happens when the toys rust and the loved ones die? And the health deteriorates, and money is stolen, and you lost the value of that wonderful high-dollar car or truck. You, there's a party over. Often, happiness flees, and disparity sets in. In contrast to happiness, stands joy, running deeper and stronger. Joy is, is the quiet, confident assurance of God's love and work in our lives. You know what? What about forgiveness? My forgiveness for my dad and everybody around me brought me joy. And that's when the Holy Spirit came into my life. Holy Spirit started working on me. And I, hey, little by little, it says in the Bible, little by little in Exodus. And I mean, I was a work in progress. I worked on my ministry. I worked on my salvation because Jesus gave it to me, and I thought I had to do it. I had to earn it, but it's free. He gives it to you. He gave me this, this, this show. He gave it to me because of what I've been through and the new desire to be the best person I'm. Who gives you the desire to make the best purchases? Who gives you the desire to make the best decisions? 
Do your bad decisions keep you poor? You ever thought about that? Woe is me. Everybody's against me. I can't get enough. Oh, everybody. They don't know how what I've been through. Hey, I've been through some train wrecks myself. Kind of going through one right now. But the Lord's got His will, and maybe I'm not doing it. You know, you ever get in the Lord's way? You, you know, you think He gives you all the talent and the and the power and everything to succeed, but are we getting in front of Him? I get in front of Him, and I have a problem deciding which is His part and my part. My part, I wreck up. His part, if I'll wait and listen to him and understand him and get in prayer with these shows, get in prayer of what I need to teach, it pops up out of the Bible. It looks like it's the size of a car when it pops up and hits me between the eyes. But I can't do it on my own. Are you doing it on your own? Too many preachers I've learned, and I've dealt with a bunch of them, don't pray enough to buy a car. They entrust in a salesman to tell them the truth. And the salesman's after every dollar in your pocket. He's your buddy. I love you. But don't, hey, don't buy that next car from him. He'll, he won't be so friendly to you. Oh, man, I spent six hours working on you to sell you a car, and you go down the street and buy from somebody else? I had six hours invested, and I got my butt chewed out by the sales manager, the closer, the team members, the owner, everybody in the dealership, and you didn't buy from me? These boots are made for walking, and you walked out? Well, let me tell you something. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. No, I'm not going to make the choir anytime soon. Uh, the Justin at Cornerstone turned me down. Because I, I auditioned for him the other day, and he, he just laughed at me and kept going. But anyway, I, my light's shining, I hope. I hope I'm making a difference. I hope I'm mentoring in your life. I hope I'm opening your eyes. I hope I'm helping you make a common sense, what you can afford, what fits your budget, what decision you made lately that's a good decision. Taking pride, greed, selfishness, jealousy out of that decision. Did Jesus Christ know that we are so much of the world that it controls our decisions, our purchasing, that will keep us poor? Hey, I've been in some wrecks, but I got myself up. I went to work. I, Dave Ramsey talks about beans and rice. My mother could taught him that class. I lived on beans and rice. I tell you what, I'd make me a big pot of pinto beans and and canned spinach, and I lived on that for a while trying to get myself back on level ground, much less ahead. But the Lord blessed me. He's blessed me because he give, gave me the desire to be better. If you don't have the desire to be the best you can be, and you're letting your emotions control you, maybe you need Jesus Christ in your life. Maybe you need either inner healing to get that punk out. Hey, I used to be a aggressive driver maybe that's saying nice and now when somebody cuts me off it doesn't bother me now when somebody almost wrecks me it doesn't bother me when they make a mistake jesus christ showed me that i make mistakes maybe i'm not focusing enough on my driving maybe i'm not you know maybe i'm letting that punk in me live and not be healed with inner healing I talked at Cornerstone Church uh, a couple of years ago about how I used to get depressed during Christmas. 
And I would get depressed so hard during Christmas time, get in a bad mood. And my wife, Susan, said, what in the world's wrong with you? I said, I need inner healing, evidently. She said, you're depressed, and you get depressed during Christmas. Every action we have is due to reaction from something in the past. Well, my dad didn't come home for Christmas. My dad promised all kinds of presents and didn't do it. There were so many promises when I was young that didn't be, get fulfilled. And it would put me in depression, and it carried on as I grew up because I didn't know where it came from. That root was still in me. That punk was still in me. And so I went to inner healing, and I said, Lord Jesus Christ, I prayed to him, show me where the hurts are. Show me why I get depressed, why Christmas is so depressing to me, why I can't receive a gift with joy. I got to where I, Christmas, I couldn't receive that gift. I didn't want it. I didn't deserve it. I, didn't, I, I lived without it when I was young. And I, I finally got it to come back in. I said, Lord Jesus Christ, heal me. He showed me back when I was 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. Those Christmas Christmas Eves when Dad didn't show up, didn't bring gifts, we didn't have nothing. All my friends were getting something. All my friends had family around. But I didn't re realize Jesus Christ and God was with me. My mother's a Christian. She was with us. She did all she could, and she had the love and the grace that came from Jesus Christ. I didn't have it. And that's why depression came on me. But when I asked Jesus Christ to lift that, please forgive me for that depression. Please forgive me for that hurt that I had and relieve it from me and take it away. And he did. He did. And I was healed. Now I love Christmas. Now I can accept the gift. Now I see the joy. I feel a thousand percent better. But that punk in us causes us to make bad decisions. That punk causes us to live by pride, greed, and keeping up with the Joneses. That punk lives in us. And I tell you what, any time that I have an issue coming up, I want to pray to Jesus Christ to show me where it's at and to relieve me of that. Help me forgive the past. Live longer, forgive everybody. The more forgiveness you give, the more you give to everybody, the more love God will give you for other people. I'm a walking testimony to that. Because let me tell you something. There were people in my life, I don't care how old I get, I would never forgive them and I never would like them and I never would, could st stand them. But Jesus Christ changed that into me. Now I love them. I feel sorry for them. I want to help them. Hey, you, there's a million different people out there right now, and even in this city. And if something happens, everybody reacts to it different. Are you an actor or reactor? Are you acting out your life? Are you reacting to things that's going on in your life? Be solid in the Word. Be solid in what Jesus can do for us in our lives. And give us that opportunity to be secure. Insecure people chase after love. Secure people attract love. Which one are you? I was insecure. I know. I've walked those shoes. I can talk about being insecure. I couldn't buy and I couldn't build. I used to build street rod a year, hot rod a year, loved it. But I wanted to prove that I could be the best. I don't have to prove that no more. I don't have to I don't have to buy something to impress anybody with. I, insecure people have to prove something. I don't have to prove nothing no more.
And if get offended, I could get offended on drop of a hat before. When Jesus came into my life, he made me a giver to give and to love and to be concerned about people. Yes, my heart breaks for people, and there's the people that are poor that make the bad decisions want us to make the miracles happen. They need Jesus Christ to make the miracles. I've had testimonies over the years that people needed certain vehicles, and they had so much in their budget, and that was it. And, and Jesus Christ in one auction in Dallas, Texas, with 50 people standing around, and we had finally prayed about the vehicle, it showed up. And 50 dealers stood there, and nobody bid on it. And the car was 4000 too cheap. But the Lord directed me to who to sell it to, a pastor, and he needed it, and it was for him. I had people trying to give me profit on it, but Jesus Christ told me that's not for you to sell. He blessed me because I followed his, his will. And I, you know, I could have sold the car to somebody else and made more money. But he shut up 50 dealers not to bet on that car. Has he got control? Has he got control of the world? You bet he does when it's his will. Not my will. Not when I get out in front of him. Not when I can't figure out what my part and his part is. Because I, I want to do my part. I'm too much of a fixer. But I get in the way of being a fixer. I want to, I want to spread this my gospel of buying, selling a car biblically over around the world. But I got to wait on him to bring me a corporate sponsor. We got radio stations wanting this show, but we got to have a corporate sponsor. And if you'd like to sponsor this show, besides North Park Toyota, give us a call eight three zero. 625-7159. Prove to the community you care about them. Prove to the community you want them educated. Just like I talk about these colleges got billions sitting in the bank and they don't want to give nothing back. I want to give back. I want to teach everybody the good, the bad, and the ugly. I want to be their mentor. I want to be a real friend that don't overcharge you. You know, this radio show's paid by me in North Park. So, it you know, back, back, back pocket national. But we want you to tell your friends, tell 20 people to listen to the show, tell 20 people to go to learntobuysellcars.com. That's the pay I want. I want you to tell everybody to listen and to grow and to learn. The Lord gives me the, the messages, not me. I'm too much of the world that I'm trying to get that punk out of me. Are you getting the punk out of you? God bless you. Call somebody. we got more show going. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we're going to talk about... What kind of purchases are you making? God bless you. Thank you. North Park Toyota of San Antonio is an auto dealership where you can buy from a dealer that truly cares most about your complete satisfaction before and after the sale. North Park Toyota of San Antonio is the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's most exclusive and prestigious award, the President's Cabinet Award for 2013, 2014, and now 2015. This award recognizes operational superiority, high volume sales, and most importantly, outstanding customer satisfaction. At North Park Toyota of San Antonio, we feature hassle-free, no games, no gimmicks, posted pricing every day on every vehicle. We don't mark them up just to mark them down. Every new Toyota comes with complimentary Toyota care, two years or 25,000 miles of no charge maintenance with a complimentary car wash. And we will buy your car even if you don't buy ours. Appraisal purchase offer valid for 10 days from the date of appraisal. North Park Toyota of San Antonio, I-35 South, exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. 
This is Aaron Budgen inviting you to join me for Living God Ministries every weekday at 2.30 p.m. here on The Word in South Texas, AM 6.30 KSLR. Now back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM 630 KSLR. Hello, San Antonio again. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Uh, give us a call, 210-340-9585. Talk about anything you'd like to talk about. It don't matter to me. This is on my nickel in North Park. That's 210-340-9585. Hey, and if you'd like a career change, uh, North Park Toyota is looking for good Christian people, young and a little older. And if you want a career change, what about your kids that don't want to go to college? And, hey, 85% of the people don't use the degrees anyway. But they've got all kinds of opportunities out there for selling mechanics. I've got a nephew that uh, went to work as a just working at his dad's, uh, worked at the same dealership his dad did, and sweeping up things and learning mechanics and getting on the computer, this, that. Now he's a full-fledged mechanic, has a great living, loves what he does. And I'm going to tell you, he, he's making good money. But, I mean, there's lots of opportunities. But North Park, North, uh, tell you who I send my customers to and who I do business constantly with, they're wanting the opportunity to show young and older people about a great opportunity to work for a good organization. And they're they're looking for Christian people and that's why they're on KSLR, because they know there's a difference in people. And let's let's teach our young people to work. Let's teach our children. Let's teach them how to buy and sell cars. Do you you, know, you keep them in the dark about it? Do you show them your mistakes? Have you learned from your mistakes? Or do you continue to do that mistake? Is it keeping you poor? Have you making the bad decisions? Have you letting your emotions, not letting common sense and what what value you need in making the next purchase, you know? You know, being blessed is a position, not a condition. You know, grace, walking in grace, that's God's with us. You know, we don't realize how great grace is because of our problems in our life. Our problems are bigger than grace. Is that your problem? Is your problems bigger than what God can fix? We think Jesus can't fix nothing that we cause. Well, he knows we're going to make them bad decisions. That's why he said the poor will be with us always. But he don't want you poor. You know, he'll put you through the fire. But how do you handle that? How do you come out? What do you do about your problems? What have you learned? You know, grace is all around us because God's all around us and he's in our lives. You know, don't live in your condition. Step out of it and get in your position that God wants you to be. You know, my grace is guarded is what God says. He gr- he'll help us. He'll give us wisdom. Ask for wisdom. But wisdom is not effective until you put it and put an effort in. Put it to work. Put it in effort. You know, we ask for wisdom, but what as what wisdom are we asking for? Material things to to make us happy are joyful things that will make us give us joy. You know, what are your new goals and priorities in your purchasing? Are you trying to improve? you trying to save your money? That's after-tax money. If you owe 20000 on a vehicle, you got to make 24000 to pay that twenty off. And then you got to pay interest on it. And then it loses value. And Lord, please make this car worth something when I get through paying for it. You know, the guy that paid his, I think he was on this station last week. He's a great guy. 
and he's he's got one payment left, but he's thinking about buying a new car. Does he have to? No. You don't have to buy a new car. You don't have to have payments. If you feel like you got to have payments, make payments to yourself and don't touch the money. That's what God would want you to do. You don't have to have a new car just because you're out of payments. Hey, save that money. Hey, in two, three years, he'd have enough money maybe to buy him almost a new car, and then his car's not going to lose much value the next two, three years. He's done took the big hit on the loss of the value. We want you to, you know, make sure that the new goals and priorities will line up with biblical ways. You know, our time and ability and money aren't ours. You know, we think they're ours, and we think you're the number one in our, you know, in our place. We're number one. Oh, man. But, you know, we're just ter- caretakers of this money. We're not taking it with us. We're not keeping it. You're not going to We pass, you know, and I talked about, uh, near-death experiences, how I'm so blessed to know 17 people. Just in case you didn't hear, I'm going to make a quick one run through there. I know 17 people near-death experiences. Two of them went to hell, 15 of them went to heaven. Those two went to hell, changed their lives. The 15 that went to heaven changed their lives. But drastically, the ones that went to, he- to hell. What I'm talking to you and what you're receiving right now is your spirit. My body is 67. My spirit's 20. Probably the same way with you. And everybody that I talk to, mentally, our spirit, we feel 20. Well, that's what's going to live forever. That's what lived forever on all those 17 people. It was living. Medical society said they were dead, but they were living. The spirit we have in this is a blessing from God that's going to live. Do you want to live in hell when it's burning? Or do you want to live in the joy and the peace of being with Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior in heaven? People, when a pastor says you're going to live forever, I got so many people think, I can't believe that. They don't understand it. My body feels 67, even though I'm in great shape. But my spirit of my mind is 20. I know that's going to live. So when this body dies, my spirit's going to live. I want to live in heaven, Jesus Christ. I want to be the best I can be, make the best decisions, help the most people I can, give back love and concern for others, live by the Bible, trying to be the best I can be. Because I want that in my life as long as I want. You know, it's just like the more convinced we become that Jesus is God, the more we will see his power and his love. His mighty work shows us he is able to save anyone regardless of his past, his or her past. Man, I'm going to tell you something. I've had some friends of mine, I, I would have bet the farm they'd never get saved, and they have. Man, their past was bad, and they're saved today. His miracles of forgiveness would bring healing, wholeness, and change lives to those who trust Him. Man, are you trusting Him to change your life, to bring you that joy, to enjoy life, to have more life abundantly? He don't want you poor. He wants you rich in spirit and in, in earthly things. But we've got to make better decisions, biblically decisions, when you're making that purchase, not the purchase of pride, greed, selfishness, jealousy, all that, but common sense biblically, following the Bible, following the Holy Spirit, praying about it, not jumping up on Saturday morning and says, let's go buy us a new car. Oh, man, we'll go down there. These guys sure look good on the radio, on the TV, and they got special deals. 
they all pay the same price. Now, you might get spun at some dealers. That 80% of the dealers will spin you. They'll mix you up. They'll four, eight square you. They'll work on your emotions so hard because they're trained to sell you on your emotions, your feelings, your desires, your love for yourself. Oh, man, I deserve it. I'll work hard. Hey, Bubba, if you got the cash in the bank, you can buy something. Buy what you can afford, you know. If you don't have that payment, you, you know, and there's some situations, everybody's different. Everybody's situation's different. You know, everybody's need is different. And I've got ladies who need to have safe car. They don't have a mechanic in their life. They need one, you know, to know one. And they got so much money, I direct them what to buy new. We make sure that they don't get they go to hassle-free auto buying. We charge $195 to save you thousands. We make sure your credit's right. You're dealing with the right bank or credit union. You get the right price. You don't buy extended warranty at the wrong time or the wrong price. No gap. Make sure your trade-in's worth the money. I had a lady, a friend of uh, my wife's, call me. said, Mr. Adams, I need a new engine or a new car. So what's wrong with it? I said, I heard it when you left church the other day. It sounded good to me. Well, they... The, Toyota store told me I needed a new engine. I said, stick your phone out the window and race it up. Let me hear it. She raced it up. I couldn't hear nothing. I said, drive it to New Braunfels. She said, they said it won't make it that far. I said, well, I got a record. I'll come get you if you break down. Come on this way. You sure? I said, I'm positive. So she drove to New Braunfels. It was about 30 miles, you know. And then she was on the far side of town. Most of the time, I'm just 11 minutes from 1604 and I-35. So she drove it to New Brunswick, pulled up on my lot. She said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I really can't afford a motor. I can't afford another car. I got two kids. I'm a single mom. You know, my husband died, and I'm, I'm here by myself. I said, that's why the Lord told me one time to tell you, if you need any help, to call me. I'd help you. And so I checked her car out. I said, there's nothing wrong with this car. She said, you sure? I said, I'm positive. She said, they told me I needed a new engine. I said, at least they changed the oil in it. They charge you for an oil change and tell you you need a new motor for 10000 I love them. So anyway, she's still driving that car. In fact, she's giving it to her son. Sometimes dealerships, sometimes mechanics, sometimes service managers at the wrong dealerships will lie to you. I've seen it. Hey, I have bought cars at dealerships that a mechanic tell the sales manager the motor's bad. I picked up several units. There's nothing wrong with the car. Zero. But the mechanics, you know, don't want to fool with it, and they want the people to buy a new car. I don't know who does it. I don't know if it's mechanic, sales managers, or owners, or who. But I bought lots of vehicles, nothing wrong with it. I mean, so you got to get a second opinion. And most of the time, we don't ask the Holy Spirit for common sense. I want to be there for you to wake you up, to open your eyes. I talk about the vision I had as a heathen. It was like looking through a straw. And now with the Holy Spirit, it's all the way around me, 360 degree. I can see it coming and going. I see the issues I have. I see that punk in me when he pops up every once in a while. And I want to go to inner healing to get him healed and gone. Do you have that desire 
to be the best person you can. I want you to have that desire. I want to, you know, you need to get in a good church, get into the Bible, get into the Holy Spirit, and let them lead lead you and guide you and give you the direction you need to go. Because if you don't, remember, our time, our abilities, our money really aren't ours. You know, we think they are. We think we're the best. We think they're they're ours forever. But you got grandparents and great-grandparents are here no more. You know, we're just caretakers. We're just bars. We're just, you know, we're just hanging around. And our old body continues to grow and get older. You know, the prosperity in your life comes from joy and Jesus Christ is our Hey, don't let your imagination get the best of you. Are you following the crowd? Are you letting the world handle your purchases, the direction you're going, the desires that you have? Like I say, wisdom is to know the difference. That's what I'm trying to do here. That's part of my vision in this show. And we've got a long, long way to go. I'm not going to be on here for six months unless they throw me off. I don't think they're going to throw me off so far. They kind of like my show so far. But I'm going to try to be my best. But wisdom is the difference. Knowing, knowledge is the difference. Do you believe something you don't understand or know? I mean, if there's any doubt in your mind, you know, you shouldn't doubt Jesus Christ because of the changes in your life and in my life. Man, if you've seen the changes in my life, you know Jesus is real. Because let me tell you something. At one time, I could intimidate you, outtrade you. I could do whatever my little heart desires. I'd have you won over, sold over, and put you away and grin at you and smile at you and tell you how I loved you and didn't know what love was because I had in unforgiveness in my life. You don't know how to love with unforgiveness in your life because it takes over your mind. And I talk about unforgiveness so much on a purchase because when our mind is cluttered up with unforgiveness, we can't make those decisions. We're lost. We don't know what we're doing. And we let pride get in the middle of the, I'm hurt, I'm mad at that person, I'm going to go buy a car and prove, hey, how many ex-wives and ex-husbands have bought something to to impress their ex-wife with. I'm going to go show her. I'm going to go buy me a new truck. Big deal, Lucille. What are you doing, Bubba? You can't afford the last one. You just went through a divorce and you go buy you a new truck? Excuse me. How dumb is that? Dumb and dumber. And then I've seen women that get a little money and go buy their new boyfriend cars. And they fall in love with the car. They don't care about the woman. I mean, if it takes a vehicle for somebody to fall in love with you, it's the wrong direction, baby. Go find somebody else. Find where their heart is. Where is your heart on your next purchase? Is it because, you know, the heart is where it really counts? Does does your speech come out? Do you talk like to talk to talk? Just like I talked about that that, uh, bad uh, dealership that I wouldn't recommend. And I ran into him at a, a function, and he made talking gestures with his hands kind of squatted down like a duck. I guess he's making fun of me. He's a little taller than I am, so it don't matter. But he said, noise, noise, noise. That's all you're doing, making noise, noise, noise. You're not hurting us. I'm getting under their skin. I'm bugging them because I'm telling you the truth. I want you prepared. Hey, we got a little audience, but I want this audience to grow. 
I want you to tell 20 people to go to my website. 20 people to listen. It don't cost them nothing. Maybe you can be their mentor. I want you to know this program, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, so much that you can teach others. Learn to Buy and Sell Cars dot com. Uh, describe your car online, easy process. I'll make you an offer on the car. Not like Auto Trader Buying Center that when you entice you to come to my lot, entice of you to get there, put the bin number in, cut the price a bunch, and then they train you. I was I was on that system twenty days. I didn't like it. I didn't like the deal. I don't want to entice you and lie to you. And then beat you up on every dent, scratch every little thing to get the price cheaper and cheaper. No. Describe your car. Now, if there's something I need to fix in order to sell it, we've got to adjust the price. But if you describe it right, I'll give you what I offer on the online. I'm going to make money on it. I've, I've worked cheap. Uh, you can sell it to me, sell it to somebody else. Do something. Hey, be productive. Know where you stand. Know You paid for that vehicle. You deserve to know what it's worth. And then go to our other side of the website, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Hey, find out what your credit score is. Go to uh, ftc.gov, franktommycharles.gov, franktommycharles.gov. That's ftc.gov. Don't go to the other ones. That's the safest one to go to. The other one's got too many issues. But anyway, find out what your credit score is. Look at your credit. Make sure it's cleaned up. Make sure I've got a guy that will clean it up. Corpus Christi used to work for Dave Ramsey, great Christian guy. They'll help you clean your credit up, tell you what to do, get you on some kind of budget, whatever you need to be. And then shop, 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 get your best interest rate at a bank, credit union, whoever you do business with. Make sure, shop that price, shop that interest rate. And then figure out what fits your family, your budget, your means, your safety, your family, and what about what you can afford. And then shop, shop, shop. Hey, find out what it's worth. I talked about new market, old market, old market that was up. We dropped two to three thousand on cars over twelve thousand dollars. If you're looking for a cheap one to three thousand, four thousand dollar car, do it now before December first because they're going to go up December first to probably January fifteenth. It looks like. So buy it now, or get your money together, or save your money. Best kind of car is a paid for car. I guarantee it is. Hey, be proud of it. Wash it up. Clean it up. Take care of it. Maintenance. Make it last. Get, get And pride, There's. I talked about it on the other show, there's all kinds of pride. But there's a pride with being productive. There's a pride of taking care of something. But there's a pride that gets bigger than Dallas that all you do is think about yourself. You're not thinking about yourself when you take pride in a vehicle. You take care of it. You clean it. You maintenance You're trying to be the best you can with what God's given us. Remember, God gives us this stuff. You don't think so? Hey, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I was driving down. I'm going to tell you about what happened to me about 10 years ago. A little longer than that. I'm I'm buying and selling a bunch of cars out of Dallas, flying to Dallas, and I would pray in the Spirit going from New Braunfels to San Antonio Airport. About halfway, the Lord showed me a vision that I could have been dead in hell. I'm telling you, I screamed for joy at the top of my lungs for five minutes. I had chills all over my body. I'm going down the road 65, 70 miles an hour. Good thing it was 5.30 in the morning. I had an early flight because people would have thought I was nuts. But I was. I was so thrilled that Jesus Christ 
had waited on me. He knew where my ministry was going. He knew where I was heading. He knew the growth that I was about to have. He knew where I was going. You know, and I've have you ever thought about that? How many times could you be dead? How many times would you have been dead and in hell, not knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? And the joy and the and the peace and the growth that you've had. Think about the past. The past was, you know, different. Are you a different person today? Well, I want to walk with you. This ministry has got a lot of stuff that I've got, and it's not of me. If it was of me, man, I tell you what, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be going. The guy, the Holy Spirit's leading me in this in this direction. It's not of me. I want to be there for you. I want the Holy Spirit to direct you. I want you to see where you could be. Not the poor, but making changes. Letting Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit lead and guide you in your next purchase. Not let the world control your purchase. Not let some young salesperson control your purchase. But you. You think the F and I, the people, finance and insurance people, and here, I've just happened to have an article in one of the magazines. It says, His madness explains why the most seasoned and successful F and I, and that's finance and insurance, pros need a support from their sales team. Love them or hate them, F and I managers are the most resilient people I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Boy, they don't give up on making that money on you, Bubba. These hard-crushed souls have the endurance of a long-distance runner and the patience of a saint. How can they say he's a saint taking all available dollars that don't need to be taken from you? The patience of a saint. Yeah, he's going to wait you out. Have you ever spent six, eight hours at a dealership? They got the patience because they want the money in their pocket. Quietly consider the best closers in the store. Quietly. These guys brag from the tops of the hills. The, they walk a tightrope of profit over a canyon filled with regulations and rules. They caused it. They, they mouse people around. They entice you. They twist you. They turn you. They foursquare you. They caused the new rules and regulations. Hey, they hire. I've, I've talked about it in other stations, other shows. They hire the bad people and know it. And then these people got uh, got to go to court, got laws, got lawyers chasing them. The car business got so many loopholes, you wouldn't believe it. I've had, I get lawyers calling me all the time trying to figure out the laws and what's right, what's wrong, and what's going on. Well, I tell you what, I love you. Time short again. God bless you. Man, I tell you what, time flies on this show. I guess because the Holy Spirit's working on me. And I love being here. And Baron's checking on me again. Thank you, Baron. He wants to make sure I showed up, I guess. I don't know. He worried about me. I love uh, KSLR. I hope I'm making a difference in your life. I hope you're making a difference in somebody else's life. Forgive everybody. Get your head, your heart, your life straight. God will give you more love for people, and you'll enjoy life. You really will have joy. You know why I know? Because he changed me. He changed me from a taker to a giver. And I want to let you see this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. I hope your light's shining somewhere today. Hope you're helping somebody make a big change in their lives. Let people know the change in your life. 
how you're solid in the Word, solid with the Holy Spirit, walking with Jesus Christ, and the difference in your life to be the best person you can be. I want to be the mentor. I want to be your helper. And I tell you, I've had some mentors in my life. Steve Sorensen, Cornerstone Church, for, God, 20 years almost. He was my mentor. And I miss him in Corpus Christi. We had a show down there. We don't have it any longer. But I tell you, Steve, I love you. I love San Antonio. I love Cornerstone Church. Thank you, Pastor and Matt Hagee, for making me accountable, responsible, and make me step up to the plate. You know, they, they're there because they'll show you the word in your life. And they have. Thank you, Cornerstone. Thank you, the Hagees. Thank you, San Antonio KSLR. Hey, we're going to be on Saturday, I mean Sunday afternoon. You get a chance, listen to us, KTSA 550 AM, 3 to 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And we're in Austin. I give the liberals a fit, boy, I'm going to tell you. You want everyone to listen to something, talk 1370 AM, you can't get it here. But I give them liberals a fit. I love you, San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.